And welcome to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Two Steps Ahead Podcast, encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom, and coming up on the show, we're going to talk about a couple of things. One thing that I'd like to uh, talk about is this, I don't know if it's a phenomena, if it's an occurrence or what it is, but sudden adult death syndrome seems to be really kind of baffling the medical profession right now. And we'll get to that in a little bit, but it's something that I think that needs to be made or we need to raise awareness of because it's something that could be potentially hazardous to unsuspecting people. You've heard of SIDS, Sudden Infant Death Syndrome. Well, this is something similar, but for adults, and we'll delve into that a little bit more coming up in the show. But the first thing I want to do is talk about one of my favorite topics, and that is social media, especially TikTok. Now, a story came out recently where, I guess it was back in 2021, a couple of young gals, they tried to do a TikTok challenge called the Blackout Challenge, or some of you might know it as the Choke Challenge. And basically what you do is you either choke yourself or have someone choke you and you black out it's like asphyxia now if you've seen it you know what i'm talking about if you haven't it's kind of hard to describe because basically you're choking somebody so they can't breathe to the point of passing out now two girls separate people separate entities separate families from different places one was from tennessee tried to do the blackout challenge and died from it a tragic death and so the parents of these two families are suing TikTok, saying that the blackout challenge was the cause of the death. And so again, as we look to society today, and as we look to things that are going on in the name of protecting our kids, shouldn't TikTok be one of the places that we keep the young ones? I mean, is it really a place for a nine-year-old to be? I mean, do you have TikTok? Have you seen the videos on there? I talk about it all the time. It can be a useful tool. You know, social media can be a positive thing, just like anything else, but it can also be a negative thing. Now, I'm, I'm someone that believes that nobody, maybe under 16, if I want to put an age limit on it, but even then, I think it's... Uh, it's probably too young, but I don't think anybody under 16 for sure should have a smartphone. I don't think that they should have access to a smartphone. You see kids in the mall or parents giving their kids who are in strollers an iPhone to play the games. And you see in schools, iPads are used a lot for reinforcement for positive behavior and they can do whatever they want on it. And a lot of times these kids learn how to maneuver the parental controls on the phones and the iPads and stuff. First grader that I know is able to manipulate those restrictions on a school iPad, figure it out to be able to download apps. And so kids are smart. They will figure it out, but they're also very influential. You can remember the old don't take candy from a stranger. Well, there's a reason because kids would take candy from strangers or the whole uh, stranger danger. Or if it's, you know, 
your mom told me to come pick you up. I'm your mom's friend. And then the kid goes along. So we spent a lot of time, at least in my youth growing up, talking about the dangers of strangers and taking candy or going with strangers or not getting in car with strangers, things like that. And now you've got this Second Amendment uh, battle going on. We see shootings. There's been a rise and uptick in shootings. And so now politicians want to, in the name of having school safety and protecting our kids, want to take guns away. But yet TikTok is still there. It's the assault on our kids. And parents, where are you? Why aren't you there protecting your child from the dangers of social media? I was in a fourth grade classroom this past school year, and they were writing persuasive, I guess, essays or a persuasive argument for a paper. And the student that I was reading his paper, his persuasive argument was to his parents as to why he should have an iPhone. And the number one reason why he should have an iPhone was because everybody else in this class had an iPhone, and he was left out. And then he went on to defend why he should have an iPhone because of that reason. And then eventually he got to the point, because I think he had to make three points, and the third point was for communication purposes. Now, I know that a lot of telecommunication companies, the the iPhone, I mean the uh, cell phone service people like Verizon and T-Mobile, they've done away with, I believe, the uh, flip phones because I guess they're just not a moneymaker. But Maybe it's time to bring them back. Now, they would never do that because those companies are more into profit than child safety and security. And parents, are you watching what they're seeing? Are you looking at the content that they're looking at? Do you know what is coming into their room at night? Remember, we tried to spend all this effort keeping the boogeyman outside. We get scared of the monsters under the bed or the monsters in the closet, but yet the predators on the other side of that screen, that phone screen, that are tapping into your kids' rooms at night or whenever they might be looking at the phone on these social media apps, they're lurking. They're right there. And that's the thing that we don't really pay any attention to. Remember when former President Trump wanted to ban TikTok? And everyone was outraged by it. How could he? Going to take away our fame. Going to take away the thing that's going to make us go viral. The thing that's going to make us popular. Because after all, that's what it's about. It's been that way for years. Popularity. We want to go viral. We want to be popular. And society buys into it. We buy into it. I saw a clip the other day. and I'm going to get back to this TikTok challenge thing. But I saw a clip the other day. And it was uh, someone on TikTok. Her birthday was coming up. And so she posted a post that said, hey, guys, my birthday is coming up in two days. My cash app is in the bio, um, basically telling everybody to send birthday money. Okay, that's fine. But it's like that's what we've gotten to. We've gotten to the point where now we're soliciting money for our birthdays or doing anything we can to get something from other people. And there's a lot of guys, obviously, that will send money to a good-looking girl without even thinking about it. Happens all the time. There's many, I guess you can call them influencers or influencers or TikTok stars or whatever they are, 
that are basically living off of the donations of guys sending money in. And they travel around making more videos and asking for more money. And there's one on there that solicits funds for her horse or for horse awareness for abuse and stuff. But, you know, these people are just pocketing the money when it comes into them. Now, some of them may dole it off, but a lot of it's just like, hey, happy birthday, here's money. And so we've gotten into this world that really is a slippery slope. So as we get back to the TikTok challenge, so two young lives in this case a year ago did the blackout challenge where you're going to choke yourself to the point of passing out. Well, of course, when you do that, you're depriving the brain of much-needed oxygen. So even if you did survive, the chances of having brain damage are strong as well. And now the parents are going to sue TikTok. And, of course, TikTok is a Chinese company. And there's a lot of stuff going on, some shady stuff from TikTok that we, if you really delve into the news, you'll see about data breaches and collecting information and stuff like that. So is it really a safe place? And is it really a safe place for kids? I mean, the assault on kids these days is unbelievable, and that might be a conversation for another podcast. But as this lawsuit goes forward, we'll see, see what happens. But the blackout challenge, so basically you're depriving your brain of oxygen so you pass out. It's supposed to be a euphoric thing. Some people use it in the sexualized world for uh, their pleasure. But people will engage in this. They fall unconscious, and then they have to try to be woken up again. Now, Time Magazine reported that 82 children in the U.S. died from this challenge between 95 and 07. So granted, it's been around for a while. But more recently, others have partaken in this challenge. And more death has ensued. Because again, when you see it on TikTok, it becomes that popular thing that everybody wants to mimic. And of course, TikTok... At least uh, the last couple of years, you know, it's based on trends. We're going to do this trend. Here's a new trend. Let's try this trend. We're going to basically do and copy and mimic what somebody else is doing. And let's see who can do it the best or let's just do it because we want to do it. And there's been some cool ones. There's some innocent ones, a lot of dance moves. Um, I know there was a dance move with Michael Jackson, for example, where he would do the Michael Jackson uh, stand on your tiptoes and they would freeze. It's kind of a cool thing. There was another one that was interesting that was a red filter, and I guess it was mainly for the women. You'd have this red filter, and then you would, I guess, pose in risque positions, maybe maybe with no clothes on, and then you'd put these videos out there. Well, what happened, they were thinking that these videos were protected because you had the red filter and you really couldn't see anything. It was like a silhouette. You had a red screen with your black silhouetted body. Maybe you're wearing clothes, maybe you weren't. But what happened was people were able to figure out how to do away with the filters, and now you've exposed yourself, body and all, to the rest of the world. So anything you put online, anything you put out there, you got to know that everybody's going to see it. It's going to be there forever. And if you have some sort of filter or some sort of something behind it protecting you, it's not going to protect you. So... The TikTok challenges have really gotten to the point where they can be quite dangerous, 
quite scary, yet people don't think about the ramifications of it. A young British tourist has fallen to her death at an infamous eastern suburbs photo hotspot. He was taking selfies moments before he fell. Fell to their deaths from a cliff in Cabo de Roca, apparently while trying to take selfie pictures. As social media use continues to grow, the number of people risking their lives to get the perfect shot for Instagram is also increasing. Just by those tracks right there, she was going through a photo shoot and did not survive. But Instagram photos aren't the only fatal social media trend, with TikTok seeing viral videos turn deadly. Watch as the boys kick their friend in the back of his knees. He falls, his head hits the concrete. A couple of kids had called him over and told him to jump as high as he could, and when he did, they kicked his legs out from underneath him. When he fell, he broke both bones in his um, arm just below the wrist. This viral trend is known as the skull breaker challenge. I was paralyzed, I fell, I had a concussion and I was numb. I couldn't feel my legs, my foot, my hands, nothing. The challenge was banned from TikTok when it saw life-threatening injuries, but this hasn't stopped other dangerous stunts from appearing. The pass out challenge, also known as flatliner and the choking game, shows teenagers and children filming themselves using temporary asphyxia to get high. Let's go! Let's go! And while the challenge is new on TikTok, it's been around for years on other social media platforms, including YouTube and Snapchat. 12-year-old Jean-Luc Jordan, who went to Mountain Ridge Middle School in Colorado Springs, died after playing a choking game he saw on the internet. 11-year-old Curtis had put a dog's choke chain around his neck, and it's believed when he passed out, he fell forward, tightening the chain and cutting off oxygen to his brain. The issue is, most parents are completely unaware of the dangers posed by seemingly harmless social media apps. She said, could he have been playing the game? I said, what game? And she said, the game, the choking game. Parents are told to look for warning signs that their children may be involved with the challenge, such as bloodshot eyes, headaches, marks on their neck, or unusual demands for privacy. You don't think about what the end game or what the, what the end could really be. And in a game like this, the end could be the end. Parents are unaware. Parents, you need to get in the know, and you need to do it in the now. It's ridiculous to think that you would give someone, a young person, an iPhone or some sort of smartphone and not know what they're watching, not know what they're viewing, not knowing what is going on with social media. Remember, we spent so much time trying to keep kids from the dangers of life and growing up, and yet you hand them a device that is literally killing them. Do you give them any education? Do you give them any parenting as to don't do these things? Don't get in cars with strangers. Don't do TikTok challenges. Don't take candy from a stranger. Don't do the choking game or the blackout game challenge or any other challenge that might be out there because you could die. No, we don't do that. We just give them the phone and let them be. The other thing, which is, again, probably a conversation for another time, was think about all the sexting that's going on. And people don't realize, and I ask parents, do you know that if your child, underage child, sends a provocative picture to somebody that could be distribution of pornography, 
And they don't know that. They don't realize that. If you're a kid receiving this or anybody receiving this, but especially young people, because maybe you're not in the know. And so you receive this text message, this provocative text message from a young lady. You are now in possession of child pornography. See, the age of consent as either 16 or 18 in the United States, depending on which state you're in, okay? That means you cannot legally give consent to have sexual relationships with anybody because you're underage, statutory rape. And yet people don't realize that the innocence of a picture, no, it's not so innocent because the laws will dictate that, no, this is a serious offense. Now, these challenges, and there's a few I want to read to you, but like the blackout challenge, far greater consequences such as death, brain damage, because you don't have oxygen in the brain. Now, in that clip, they were talking about the skull-breaking challenge, and that's where three people line up side by side. Usually, the two outer people are in the know, and the middle one isn't, is unaware what's going to happen. So the two outer people will demonstrate a jump or a leap and say, on the count of three, we're all going to do that. And then on the count of three, the middle person will jump and the outer people will kick his legs out or her legs out and they fall backwards and usually smack their heads or whatever and get hurt. And this has resulted in, again, people smacking the back of their heads, suffering brain damage, brain injury, dizziness, blurry vision, cracked skulls, other broken bones as people fall awkwardly. Maybe they're trying to brace their fall. There were some people that were charged with uh, cyber bowling or even a misdemeanor battery for doing this on somebody. So again, these stunts aren't innocent. They have serious consequences. Another challenge, I guess, that I never heard about, but apparently was out there. I looked it up, and there were more than enough videos of this out there. But could you imagine the coronavirus toilet challenge? Are you kidding me right now? So Ava Louise was a TikTok influencer. She was licking a toilet seat of an airplane bathroom and called it the coronavirus challenge. Others followed suit licking everything from car door handles to subway uh, handlebars and, of course, toilets. One TikTok user filmed himself licking a public toilet, and then it was reported by a California newspaper that he had tested positive for coronavirus. Whether or not licking the toilet got it, the coronavirus, who knows? Where are we at in this world? I mean, seriously, where are we at in this world? My goodness. We're to the point where we're licking toilets to see if we get coronavirus. What about all the other stuff you could get? That was the worst of the worst that I found as far as the challenges. How about the ghost pepper challenge? I guess this was where participants would get some sort of hot pepper. And I guess there's a Scoville scale that tells you how hot a pepper can be. And you're supposed to eat it. And then record it and post it. So you can have, I guess there's a ghost pepper out there, but then there's, you know, a cayenne pepper, habanero peppers, 
And a lot of people, they think it's just something innocent and something that, you know, is going to be hot and let's see if we can handle it. But what ends up happening is people get sick. They burn, I guess, an actual or have a esophageal ruptures and they burn their esophagus because of the heat of the burning sensation. And there's been multiple stories of people being hospitalized because they ate or did this ghost pepper challenge, finding a hot pepper and eating it. I think one that started this whole thing kind of became the most popular thing was the Tide Pod Challenge, where you get the detergent that are in the pods and you eat them. Severe vomiting, severe breathing trouble, burns to the esophagus, the colon, eyes burning, skin irritation. People are actually doing this. If you don't believe me, look it up yourself. It's unbelievable the amount of stupidity that goes on. And who in the right mind does it for the first time? I mean, good grief. How about the cinnamon challenge, similar to the uh, hot pepper challenge? You basically intake maybe a spoonful or you intake a large amount of powdered cinnamon. Seems innocent enough. But one, it can cause breathing problems. Two, it can cause inflammation and scarring of the lungs. Skin rashes, because there are some things inside cinnamon that would adhere to the lining of the lungs, apparently, like a protein or something, and cause all kinds of problems. Remember back in the day, what was it? I don't know what you guys did, but remember you go teepee somebody's house, you go buy a bunch of toilet paper, and you throw it through the trees? I mean, that's about as far as we went. And then that had to stop because you were not only trespassing according to the law, then it became like vandalism. Maybe people wish that we went back to that. Or maybe ding-dong ditch, remember that? You'd ring the doorbell and you'd run. Wasn't that all the rage? That's like a board game now compared to what you do on social media. And there are other things. I remember crank calling or prank calling somebody. You just dial some random number. Start talking to them or making some scenario up or maybe just hanging up. And at the time, those things were considered, I guess, to be pretty taboo, pretty bad. You're mischievous if you rang a doorbell and ran or if you teepeed somebody's house or if you prank called somebody. Now we get telemarketers calling us all the time. We got caller ID, so that prank calling thing kind of went away. I guess nobody can't have, well, I guess we didn't have enough toilet paper at one point in time a couple of years ago, so we can, couldn't even do that. But now with the price of everything, it's too expensive. So we go back to these challenges. One of the worst ones was the salt ice challenge. The challenge involved pouring salt onto a wet skin, your bare skin, and then pressing an ice cube on it, and then whoever endures the pain the longest is victorious. But the chemical reaction would cause frostbite, first and second degree burns, blisters. People would warn against this, but not much of a difference was made. I mean, it's pretty unbelievable that this is the thing that we've gotten to. 
that these are the type of things that are going on. And that's the influence. That's the powerful influence. I mean, think about it. First, it was people trying to take that picture for Instagram, putting their lives on the line for that picture. And not only that, if you want to get maybe go even further back in time before the daredevil picture taking, remember it was taking pictures and then the cyber bullying that would go on because someone posted a picture. We've talked about the stats about women and young girls suicide rates going up because of social media. They appear pressure to look a certain way because of social media. We've gone over it time and time again, but here it keeps coming up over and over again. So now a family or two families are suing TikTok because they're, Young children died during the blackout challenge. And the sad thing is there are adults that are the ones that are putting this stuff out on TikTok. And then the young ones are the ones following suit, causing devastating results. See, what people don't realize is the ramifications of their actions. Not only does it affect the person, but it affects all the people in that person's life. I mean, think about someone getting uh, brain damage and now they have to be taken care of for the rest of their life in a wheelchair on a ventilator. Maybe they become so brain dead or brain damaged to the point that they can't function or do anything. They just lie there. Every single need has to be taken care of. I know a lot of people that were born with severe disabilities that they just basically are going to be wheelchair bound for the rest of their life. And They had nothing that they could do about it. They were born that way. Do you think that those people would do anything in the world to be normal, to be able to get up out of that wheelchair, to kind of wake up from that vegetative state and have a normal life? Of course they would. And yet we take advantage of life and we do stupid things that cause us our life, cause damage to us. All for what? Likes on a video, go viral, clicks to a profile. Now, again, social media, if done right, can be a good, positive thing. But look at the dangers, the dangers to young people. And yet, parents are unaware. Adults, mentors, nobody's telling them the opposite side, that this is dangerous. Don't do these things. Because if you do, you could end up dying We're having serious consequences. I remember one time there was the whole uh, steal something from your school. I guess you go and you steal something and you try to get it out of school. I was at one high school one time and some moron tried to steal the paper towel dispenser from the men's bathroom. Why? Of all things, why that? He got caught, obviously. Didn't fit in his backpack. It's like, why would you do that? And then there's others out there. Go look it up and do the research yourself and you'll see that it's pretty scary out there. And adults, if you're not paying attention and you're not watching what's on the phone, see, we don't have to worry about the boogeyman anymore. We have to worry about what the kids are doing to themselves. We used to have to watch for behaviors and activities that might lead to thinking that this student is going to do self-harm. You know, maybe they're suicidal. Maybe they have mental health issues. That's what we worried about back in the day growing up. Now we have to worry about people watching a video, copying that video, 
and costing their lives. And we don't do anything about it. So is it time for somebody to be held accountable? Probably. Is it time for parents to wake up and have conversations with your kids about social media? Absolutely. Should you be able to watch and see and look at these platforms? Absolutely. And should we stop giving smartphones to kids? Probably. They don't need to be our babysitters. We don't need smartphones to babysit kids. We don't need iPads to babysit kids. Go find them a flip phone. Go find them something. There's all kinds of things out there. You can go to what are those things like Boost Mobile or Metro PCS or whatever those things are. I'm sure they have flip phones. Go give them a flip phone. Like that fourth grader that I talked about who was writing a persuasive essay and he wanted an iPhone. And his number one reason for an iPhone was because he was the only one in the fourth grade class that did not have an iPhone. And he wanted one because he felt left out. Unbelievable where we've gotten to. Now, the other thing that I wanted to uh, bring up and talk about is something that's going on that is kind of baffling the medical community because of the alarming rate that this event is happening. And that is sudden adult death syndrome or sudden arrhythmic death syndrome. Basically, your heart stops. You're having some sort of cardiac event and you die. And a lot of it is happening when you go to sleep at night, you don't wake up. Just like SIDS, sudden infant death syndrome, you're getting this with adults. Now, I think the age is primarily 40 under, so in your 30s. But I know that other reports indicate that it could be as, as old as 49 and under where the major impact is happening. And so basically what's going on is that there's been an increase in sudden death in adults in the last year or so. And of course, the one thing that nobody's saying, but the information is pointing to, and that is the vaccine, that there might be some ramifications from the vaccine that are now causing health issues for a lot of people. Now, nobody wants to say that, and we'll get to that in a minute, but there tends to be a lot of truth behind what's going on. Now, I know a lot of people were get the vaccine or else, right? It became a, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Well, we'll find out that's not really true. Now, keep in mind as we have this conversation that the FDA did not approve the vaccine itself. It approved emergency authorization of the vaccine. That's important because the vaccine never went through the clinical trials. And in fact, there was a clip, I think, of former President Obama that said, I think he inadvertently said that we just went through a global trial of a vaccine. But remember those doctors, like the malaria drug, that might have been a good alternative to a vaccine to help treat COVID, right? And they were shot down. Snake oil, you know, witch doctors, voodoo, uh, ivermectin, and other things. No, they were shot down. And the reason they were silenced and shut down is because in order to have emergency authorization for a vaccine, there has to be no other alternate forms of medication or therapies that could help. So if the malaria drug worked, then you would not have an emergency authorization. If ivermectin worked, there'd be no emergency authorization. So you had to shut down all these other remedies in order to get your emergency authorization. And these are things that we're finding out after the fact that nobody's talking about. So you really have to dig deep, not even like into these uh, 
conspiracy theory websites, but you just have to dig deep into the information and you see it's coming out. Take, for example, a small sample size of uh, the European Union's FIFA or football, their soccer. Okay, their athletes, they've had a sudden death increase of 420% in 2021. Now, historically, five soccer players per year on the average die while playing the game on the field. But between January and mid-November 2021, 21 FIFA players died from sudden death. And they don't know why. Healthy young people are dying suddenly and unexpectedly from what doctors are dubbing a mysterious syndrome. These same doctors are now seeking answers through a new national registry. So they're starting to kind of build the momentum into trying to figure out what's going on. They say, again, 40 and under should get your heart checked because doctors claim they may be potentially at risk for the sudden adult death syndrome. But there's other places I've read that said 49 and under should get your heart checked especially if you had the vaccination, okay? And so you had sudden adult death syndrome or SADS. It's been there. Basically, whenever somebody dies and the coroner or whoever does the investigation can't really figure out a cause of death, they just kind of lump it into the sudden adult death syndrome. So it kind of encompasses a lot of things, at least in the past. But now with this uptick, Percentages in these different demographics increasing, problems are starting to focus or point to perhaps the vaccine. Now, there was a, oh, one other stat to pass your way. Uh, vaccinated young adults have a 92% higher mortality rate per 100,000 uh, 100, people than unvaccinated young adults. And this is all coming out on government data. Government data that's not really being put out there. So there was a uh, congressional hearing, like all things, there's always a congressional hearing. And one of the things that came out was some of this data, this Department of Defense data, DOD, and other governmental agencies that are trying to gather data on this sudden adult death syndrome. And this is some of the information that came out during the hearing. Uh, we have substantial data showing that uh, we saw, for example, uh, miscarriages increased by 300% over the five-year average, almost. Uh, we saw almost 300% increase in cancer over the five-year average. Cancer is not being talked about except for by Dr. Ryan Cole. Thank you, doctor. Uh, we saw, this one's amazing, neurological. So neurological issues which would affect our pilots over a thousand percent increase a uh, thousand ten times that's ten times rate and obviously that eighty three thousand per year to, i'm sorry eighty two thousand per year to eight hundred and sixty three thousand in one year our soldiers are being experimented on injured and sometimes possibly killed dr corey thank you so much for your stance on the corruption that's precisely what it is they know this and senator uh when these doctors are attacked not necessarily the people in this room i'm not giving names they call me i'm the one dealing with the medical boards i'm the one watching the witch hunts i'm the one fighting them off and i'm the one telling them where to go i'm gonna keep doing that senator we also have uh let me give you this last thing, and then I'll shut up and uh, get out of your way. 928, 
2021. Project Salus weekly report. Project Salus is a defense, defense department initiative where they report and contract, uh, they take all this data that doesn't exist supposedly and they give it to the CDC. They're watching these vaccines. On that date and around that date, I have numerous instances where Fauci and that entire crew were saying it's a crisis of unvaxed. It's 99% unvaxed in the hospital. In Project Salus, in the weekly report, the DOD document, says specifically 71% of new cases are in the fully vaxxed and 60% of hospitalizations are in the fully vaxxed. Remember the forced vaccinations of airline pilots? And then there were some people walking off the job because they didn't want to get vaccinated. You had Delta and American Airlines and even Southwest coming out and making statements that their pilots were going to get vaccinated. And there was a battle going back and forth. And I think there was even a... uh, a case that went through the Supreme Court, perhaps, or something like that. And then all of a sudden we start to have travel issues, not enough staff, not enough pilots have to cancel because of the weather, even though it's a sunny day with blue skies. I know that came out of Florida. So I traveled to Florida a couple times during the pandemic. Fortunately, I never had any travel delays, but I heard it. I heard the stories where people were on a flight, not the original flight they were supposed to be on, but they were on my flight now, and they were talking about how bad weather in Jacksonville, even though it was 85 and sunny. Well, maybe these pilots are suffering adverse effects from the forced vaccination. Obviously, we can't talk about that because that would provide all kinds of lawsuits and liabilities. According to the COVID vaccine adverse events reports, Through June 24th of 2022, 1.3 million reports of adverse effects have been posted. Now, these are just the ones that have made it to the report. Deaths, 29,000. Hospitalizations, again, this is just from the vaccine. Hospitalization, 165,000. Urgent care, 131,000. Doctor office visits, 196,000. Something I can't pronounce, but seems serious. Oh, it's anaphylaxis. Sorry, I can, I know what that is. But 9,000, almost 10,000. Bell's palsy, almost 16,000. Miscarriages that was talked about in the video that you'll see on the uh, video portion of the podcast or on the audio portion. It's the audio you heard. Almost 5,000 miscarriages, 15,000 heart attacks, 42,000. Cases of myocarditis or pericarditis, 55,000 people permanently disabled, 32,000 with life-threatening illnesses, severe allergic reaction, 42,000, shingles, 14,000, a lot of adverse side effects to this thing. Now, again, I go back to the fact that if if coronavirus or COVID wasn't politicized because it was, It was politicized from the very beginning because there was an election year. You can't dispute that. If you do, you're you're blinded by your ideology and you don't belong in the conversation, to be quite honest. But it was very political. Remember when Biden and Harris, when they were running for office, they said they would not take the vaccine if it had anything to do with President Trump. And then they win the presidency and the vice presidency. They get in office. Now like, oh, we're going to take it. We're going to take it. See, it was all politicized. Misinformation was given to us. Lies were given to us by Fauci. 
And so we don't really know what was in the vaccine. We don't really know what we were taking. Remember, if you get that, Rachel Maddow, I played the clip before, Rachel Maddow on her show said that if you get the vaccine, then the COVID stops with you. It cannot be passed on. If you get the vaccine, no more COVID. And then it went from there with, you get the vaccine, you're not going to have symptoms as bad as those that don't get the vaccine. You're not going to die. Remember, they changed the the uh, narrative. They moved the goalpost. It went from you can't get the vaccine or you can't get the virus if you get the vaccine to we're well, not going to get us sick. Now we're finding out a lot of people with the vaccine are getting sick. Had this conversation with my cousin the other day, and those vaccines with the MNRA or the mRNA, they kind of do some things to the cells. And so natural immunity and cell memory is involved when you get like the flu. You know, you might not show flu symptoms all the time, but when the flu bug comes around every year, your cells remember that and they go to bat and they fight the flu bug every year or the cold bug that you might get. And so there's a lot to it that they think that might be uh, the result of this vaccine, why people are getting sick over and over and over again with different variants and different things. Because apparently the White House just had a whole bunch of people get sick with COVID and they were all supposedly vaccinated. So either they weren't and lied to us, or again, they're getting second and third cases of COVID because something isn't working like it was supposed to. So why is it? Why is it that the vaccines were pushed? Obviously, originally it was to protect us from something that was never happened before. Remember, it was this mystery virus that came out of China. I remember Corona Beer had to put out a tweet that said, you will not get coronavirus by drinking Corona Beer. And then all of a sudden it got serious. And every single country responded the exact same way, masks and lockdowns, and then mandatory vaccines. Why is that? How is it that for something that nobody knew anything about, all of a sudden they had this emergency game plan in action? I think we're going to find out more as time goes by. But it goes back to profits. Think about this. Pfizer was expected to make $36 billion off the vaccines. I think I read something the other day that it's up to almost 80 billion profits. So why is that? Why did all the senators and House of Representative Congress people push this? Well, 72 senators and 302 members of the House of Representatives cashed a check from pharmaceutical industry insiders ahead of the 2020 election. That's representing more than two-thirds of Congress, according to this new STAT or STAT analysts of records. Pfizer's Political Action Committee alone contributed to 228 lawmakers. Amgen's PAC donated 218, meaning that each company helped to fund campaigns of nearly half of the lawmakers on Capitol Hill. The overall sector, the big pharma, donated $14 million to election campaigns in 2020. You think money talks? Absolutely. Pfizer's PAC, the most active, sending 548 checks to various lawmakers and other industry groups. More checks than the actual number of elected officials in the House and Senate. Who are they sending checks to? Amgen and Merck cut another 405 and 379 checks, respectively. 
There was a whole lot of money going out. I read uh, or heard something the other day that Pfizer has spent more money in advertising over the years than they have in research and development because they want to get a message out there. You watch a lot of news programs, health programs, sponsored uh, sponsored to you by Pfizer. Do you think anybody's going to say things bad about Pfizer if they're getting money? Of course not. And we know that to be true. Exactly. It's horrible, and it really shows, once again, they don't really care about us. All of these talks about the, the deaths that we had to prevent with COVID, and that's why it was so necessary that you would take this vaccine. Well, they never talk about how many deaths were caused by the lockdown in and of itself. You know, so it's very clear that these mm. people really don't care about, uh, about us whatsoever. And there are too many powerful institutions and stakeholders involved here that all have huge interests in us not knowing what the side effects are of this vaccine and what the dangerous uh, consequences of it of these vaccines are and, and and will be in the future obviously the government our governments have forced this vaccine on us uh, you were basically a second class citizen if you didn't take it and well i mean if it turns out that these governments have been giving citizens something that is forcing citizens to take something that is dangerous for their health can you imagine the uproar that that would cause and well for them also, they would be losing power if that comes out. Big Pharma, it's very clear. The money that's involved in this is unfathomable. They want us to keep on taking these booster shots. Obviously, this is something they can make tremendous amounts of money uh, from in the next couple of years to come. So we shouldn't know that this is dangerous for us. And even apart from the government and Big Pharma, just ordinary people, think about how many people have taken this vaccine and how hard it must be mentally to grasp the idea that you might have taken something that is bad for you and that could cause you all sorts of health problems in the future. And not just you, also your children. So the cognitive dissonance there is yeah. huge and understandably so. Now, that was someone from the UK talking about it. And so over there, same thing. It's not just here in America. But they don't care about you. I've been saying that for a while now. Politicians don't care about you. They care about their paycheck. They care about their power, their money. The politicians in America are like oligarchs now. Remember, America was supposed to be representatives of the people, by the people, for the people. We're supposed to be governed, not ruled. And yet we're being governed by the ruling class that tells us what to do. It's all blurred. Mitch McConnell got almost $200,000 in the 2020 campaign from Big Pharma. Chuck Schumer got almost 80000 Nancy Pelosi apparently didn't care because she only took 11000 But it's not only with COVID. So I want to get some other numbers real quick. But, again, think about this. If you got the vaccination, maybe you should be a little bit more attentive to your health care. If you feel some things going on, maybe you should get it checked out. Keep your mind open to seeing and hearing about things that are going on and what it might be about. Do you know people that are having miscarriages? Do you know people that are struggling with heart issues? Maybe other things, shingles. Maybe visits to the hospital for unexplained pains, anaphylaxis, stuff like that. Bell's palsy. Remember when Justin Bieber had his face half paralyzed? I think he was vaccinated. It's all about the money buying influence so that the congressional leaders can then pass it on to us. 
Oil and Gas have given $14 million. Law firms, $13 million. Airlines, $3 million. Telecom, almost $10 million a year to politicians. Transportation, $16 million. Real estate, $14 million. Commercial banks, $14 million. Internet, $4 million. These are companies and industries paying or lobbying politicians to get things to go their way so that these companies, these industries can make money. It's all about greed. We learned that from Wall Street. Greed is good. Then it was greed is now apparently legal. And that's what they're doing. They are all sitting there making their profits. Look at what we're going through today. Gas prices are so high. There's no solution. It's the new liberal world order, and some of you like that. A lot of us don't. We don't want to live in a liberal society. We want to be able to go to the grocery store and actually get food off the shelf. We want families to be able to have baby formula for their newborns and their young ones so they can eat. But a lot of you don't care. A lot of you like to see the way the country's going. And maybe you went and got the vaccine and maybe something's going to happen. But these are the type of conversations that we have to have. We have to talk about it because if we don't, we don't bring it out there, we're going to continue to be used by politicians, by the news media to make other people money. Go look for yourself. CNN, Pfizer sponsors a lot of CNN, a lot of CBS News, a lot of the mainstream media is brought to you by Pfizer. They spend more advertising dollars or more dollars on advertising than they do on research. It's unbelievable. Take the vaccine, then you need a second one, then you need a third one and a fourth one, and more and more and more. Why is that? And why are you taking it? That's the question. Are you taking it because you're just told to and therefore you're going to do it because of political ideology? I mean, if I gave you something, some concoction, some drink, and said, here, drink this, would you take it? If some stranger came up to you and said, here, drink this, it's good for you. Would you drink it? Probably not. You'd question what's in it. That's why you don't take candy from a stranger. That's why at least at some point you would kind of look through the Halloween candy, at least we did, to make sure there wasn't anything sketch in there before we started eating it. But now we just do things because of ideology, because this person says so, therefore we need to. It's a crazy world we're living in. We're doing TikTok challenges because we see it on TikTok and it's causing us serious harm, death, painful experiences. Politicians are no different. They're just the political TikTok telling us what to do and people will do it. It's no different. It's no different between emulating a TikTok trend that's dangerous for you and just taking someone's information and doing what they say without even thinking about it. You would never take a drink from a stranger and drink it without knowing what's in it. You probably wouldn't even drink it anyways once you found out what was in it because you probably didn't trust the person. But yet you're taking vaccines and doing things without even questioning it. Thus we get the term sheeple. There's a reason why we get stereotypes. You got to start thinking. If you're thinking and then you decide you want it, go get it. 
Like we've said all along on this show, it's a choice. If you want to get it, get it. That's great. Do what's best for you. Consult your doctor. But for me, I'm kind of glad I did what I did now with all this other information coming out. I know that I can rest rest at night knowing that I'm not going to die from something vaccine-related. I know I'm going to be okay in that area. Something else might get me because, again, there's a whole other area of mental health and physical health and diet health that can affect us all. But we just focused on one thing and one thing only, and we neglected the rest of it. It's time we start using common sense to start bringing out our inner greatness, raising the standard so that we can have a better quality of life, so that we can have a better world to leave the next generations that come, so that we can move forward and confidently in life, that we're doing the best thing possible because we don't do that. We just blindly follow whatever so-and-so says or go against whoever says something based on political ideology. You don't look at the information and read it over and figure it out. It was like masks, the whole fight of masks. And people would yell and scream at me and cut me off. How many friends did you lose? How many family members did you break off because of the arguments that took place? Early on, Stanford and Duke universities both did studies early on in the spring of 2020 that said masking probably wasn't going to be efficient or effective enough to stop the spread because of, and then they listed their reasons. I took that and researched it, looked at the information and thought, you know what, that's pretty sound. Duke and Stanford. And now after the fact here recently, just in the past month or so, the UK medical professionals there reported that, yeah, masks probably weren't quite effective unless you had like the N95, but those cloth masks and stuff weren't really effective and probably didn't do anything to help stop the spreads. But we had a false sense of security because someone said masks were going to help. Probably didn't. But would you believe that? Or are you going to die on that sort of ideology saying, no, the masks work when pretty much everybody got COVID now? Think for yourself. Don't rely on what your friends say. Don't be influenced by a video that's going to cost you your life. Don't be influenced by information. Do the research. I always tell you that. Do the research. Check what I'm saying. Just because I say it, don't believe it. Go check it. I'm just trying to bring uh, raise awareness. The main goal is to inspire you and to motivate you to chase your passion, make it happen, and let yourself be great. How you do that is up to you. There's no formula. you got to do it yourself. This is Two Steps Ed Podcast, encouraging you to take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great. I'm Son Edom. Hey, you can find us uh, on our website at RadioWarp.com. That's Radio W-A-R-P, RadioWarp.com. You can click the logo, and you can see all our shows pop up. You can subscribe to our YouTube and SoundCloud channels and never miss an episode. You can find us on Instagram at TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Just click the link in the bio, and a lot of options come up. It's a Linktree link. You've got our YouTube. You've got the SoundCloud. You've got the Radio Warp. It's all right there through our Instagram channel at TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast. And then if you just do a uh, internet search of TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast, we come up. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts such as Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, iHeartMedia, Google Podcasts, um, also Alexa, Surrey. They will uh, play it for you if you ask nicely. Say, 
play TWO, Two Steps Ed podcast, and we pop up. Again, we'd like to thank you for uh, listening and for watching. Uh, we appreciate it. If you have any comments that you'd like to share, you can email us at TWO, Two Steps Ed podcast at gmail.com. TWO, Two Steps Ed podcast at gmail.com. If you want to send a, a text, uh, the number can be uh, 626 676 8972. 626 676 8972. You can try calling it, but to be honest, the phone is rarely on. You can leave a voicemail. I'll get back to you. Might not be right away, but if you reach out via the phone, I will definitely get back to you. But email is probably the best. TWO, two steps head podcast at gmail.com. Hey, take your passion, make it happen, raise the standard, bring out your inner greatness, inspire and motivate others to do the same. And the next thing you know, we start a ground at the grassroots, ground floor level. We start in the neighborhoods and our communities, and eventually we start making this world a better place. I'm Sonny Edom again. Hey, thanks for listening. Do tell a friend, and until next time, God bless.